This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunasol. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series on deadline day. Our first show of the day. We've done, what, 120 pre-transfer shows and then the day in which it's deadline day, I'm working. Genuinely working. It's not like a case of where I'm away in a hotel somewhere and I can do a show from there. It was a 6am till 6pm shift over at Football Line. You probably saw a load of the streams that we've done throughout the day. Amazing work by all the guys that helped us out and uh, especially to Rich Hall, our Italian football expert, as soon as the news about Tommy Asu, I'm sure you all know about all by now, uh, came out. Rich jumped on with us over there, so a massive shout out to him. It was a, it's been a long day, and uh, my, whilst my shift has finished, the boys are still working very hard uh, on the Arsenal side of things to, to keep you guys up to date. So please make sure you are staying tuned into Football London with all the latest Arsenal transfer news, if there will be any more. There could still be some twists and turns in the hours remaining. It would be a big surprise, but we'll wait and see. But today's show, as we did on deadline day in January, uh, I'm going to be joined by a whole host of our members from the Discord server throughout this evening and throughout the next hour to get their thoughts. So without further ado, let's introduce them. Before I do that, though, please do make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and help support the channel by joining up as a member. And if you would like to help uh, even support it even more, you can go and vote for us in the Football Content Awards. Link is in the description for all of that good stuff. But let's gradually introduce you to my panel. First of all, it's King. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a busy day. I've missed your voice, mate. I've missed oh, your voice. I've needed those nice. dulcet tones in my life. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Man. I need a ringtone. <laughs> Let's bring in Dave. How are you doing, Dave? Are you well? Yes, good, mate. Thanks very much. Busy day again on Discord server talking about what's been going on. So good stuff. Yes, I mean, of all the days, the Discord server has definitely been uh, a big helpful tool to those because, I mean, you guys have been keeping everyone up to date with all the latest transfers, links being sent galore in there. Uh, so fantastic stuff. If you would like to join our Discord server, you can do it by becoming a member and you'll get all the info through there. And finally, let's bring on Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Are you well? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. How are you, mate? 
Yeah, very good. Yep. It's very good. I'm tired, tired, but we're there. We're nearly done. I believe that. <laughs> after this show, I can finally relax uh, and then get up at 7 a.m. for the next shift tomorrow. So, uh, but we move, we move. Anyway, I think I would have. I think I probably would have felt a lot worse, Chris, about today if we hadn't have made a signing. And whilst it is still yet to be officially confirmed, it is pretty much nailed on uh, that Takahiro Tomiyasu, the Bologna Japanese international, will be joining the club. I'm going to get all of your raw reactions to it. So, Chris, starting with you, how do you feel about this signing? Yeah, like we were talking before, I uh, heard about him, uh, I think, a month or a month and a half ago when Spurs were linked to him. Uh, I was curious about, you know, who our rivals are planning to bring in. And I remember reading some good stuff about him, but I thought at the time that he was mostly centre-back. So um, that, that got me confused today. Uh, but, I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm happy to be proved wrong. And from what I can see, uh, from what I can read about him, it sounds like, a, you know, good talent but uh, if he's proven enough if he'll do well in premier league if he'll do well at arsenal uh, it's hard to tell at the moment um you know it's better than <laughs> than nothing just one transfer but i don't think that's someone we were expecting to be joining us or someone we are hoping to be joining us but you know i'll back him all day and let's hope he do well yeah, 100%. I think that's the key thing is whether you wanted the guy or not, he's pulling on the red and white jersey of Arsenal and, and we've got to get behind him. Dave, give me your raw reactions to, to, to Takahiro Tomiyasu. I'm going to get that right eventually. It'll be spot on every time. But what do you think about his signing? I was worried because Spurs wanted him first off and then didn't didn't proceed with it. So I was thinking, are we getting a Spurs reject here? So as always, hastily looked at YouTube, saw some like amazing compilations about how good this well, guy is. <laughs> he is, clearly. Um, people started talking about his weakness was crossing. Uh, but then somebody else said in the YouTube thing, oh, yeah, actually, he is really good at crossing. So there is actually a little bit of a uh, sort of disagreement going on, shall we mm. say, in terms of what his, his best traits are. He's a big lad. He's six foot two. That's going to add something to our back line because clearly the likes of Chambers can't jump. <laughs> He's better than Cedric as well, clearly already. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's a bit of an unknown prospect. Lots of people rave about him in terms of, you know, coming out of Bologna and Italian football. I've had a look at some interviews today. So yeah, um, a good signing, I think. Um whether or not it's going to be enough, but we'll talk about that in a second in terms of the rest of the, you know, signings that we've made. Is that really going to get us up a level? I don't know, but I'm interested to see what this guy can do. Yeah, uh, he's going to be an interesting addition for sure. Finally, King, round us off with, with your thoughts on the Japanese international. Yeah, first of all, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I didn't know about him until today. You weren't the only one, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to state that I, I did want us to sign the right back. I think it was really important. I was hoping for a right back that would overlap for Pepe. But overall, I'm glad that we signed the right back. Uh, I hope that he will come out well. I'm a bit worried if this means that we're going to see Saka on the right and Smith Rowe on the left. Because I do think he's more like an inverted right back. Mm. And I don't think that suits Pepe. I'm saying quiet. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I don't, I don't know why AJ said you're quiet. Move the mic a bit away from your mouth and then just speak up a little bit. Cause that'll help. There you go. Yeah. But overall, uh, we needed a right back. We've seen Chambers. We've seen Cedric. We've seen Bellerin. 
they're not doing enough. Ainsley yeah. is trying to get his way out of the club. So obviously it's something that we needed. So let's see how it turns out. It's going to be interesting to see. Awesome stuff. Uh, it's going to be an interesting kind of end to the window with the hours that we've got remaining. And obviously there will be some movement possibly without Spectre Bellerin's move to Real Betis is yet to be confirmed, of course. It does look like Ainsley Maitland-Niles is going to stay. The same can be said for a few players that we expected to leave. We're going to go around the group and look at some individuals. And of course, I'll be getting the thoughts of some more of our guests a little bit later on. Chris, I'm going to give you the tough one. Saya Kalasinac is still an Arsenal player. How do you feel about that? Oh, you're muted. I think if I have I muted you. Oh, there you go. You're fine. You're fine. Go, go, go. No, sorry, I muted myself. Um, yeah, it's a bit shocking, isn't it? Uh, I think that was uh, apart from William, the one one guy that we're all sure that is going to leave the summer, or at least that Arteta wants him to leave. And you know, him starting the last two games <laughs> now, staying at Arsenal, like it's it's one of many things that I don't get at all what is happening currently with our team. And that's one of the big ones. And is, is that, that does it mean that now he's going to be our, you know, starting uh, left center back in uh, back three? Uh, what does it mean? Because for the whole window for, I mean, more than that, for half a year, we were thinking he was going to leave. He was on loan and then he came back only to be sold. And now he's staying. <laughs> I have no idea what this is about, to be honest. And, uh, I don't think very positive about it because, you know, I think we've already given up on him. And, you know, if he's proven himself um, <laughs> to be a, still a right player for us, that'd be great. But, yeah, I really doubt it. Mm, yeah, it's it's a frustrating one, to be honest. And obviously, we'll be covering all the frustrations at the window so far. Dave, uh, another player that didn't move on was Eddie Nketiah. Uh, he was linked with a move to Crystal Palace. Interestingly, and this is where I need to hold my hands up about Eddie and Ketia, because we previously on the channel discussed about kind of the idea that we wanted around 20 million, Crystal Palace wanted to pay 10 million, and there was big criticisms from myself and some of the guys on the pod last night that Edu had not accepted kind of that. Transpires today, as you've probably seen from the reports, that actually we had agreed a deal with Crystal Palace for Eddie and Ketia, and it was actually the player who decided or was not able to agree personal terms with uh, the Eagles. So I hold my hands up to Eddie with that one, and I have to say, look, I was wrong there, and uh, we went off the information that we had, and it turns out that you're fine. I'm not saying that the window is absolved of everything we've done, but that individual instance, of course, we do. So, Dave, what do you think about that situation and the ultimate? kind of an end to it, which is that Eddie Nketiah is going to play out the last season of his contract, it seems, unless he leaves in January. Yeah, I mean, contract situation apart, I mean, obviously, again, we're victims of running these things down ridiculously to to nothing. We've been doing this for, for 10 years. It's nothing, mm. it's nothing new. I still think if we'd have if we'd have sold Nketiah, we would have needed to get somebody in because I don't think that the likes of uh Aubameyang, Lacazette and Balogun are going to be enough up front I mean we can't score goals as it is at the minute so we need strikers we need a, a forward line um is Enketia that great no he's not but he would have been a body and he is going to be a body going forward so am I happy he's staying kind of because we didn't actually have anybody else lined up I'm surprised that Eduard's gone to uh, Palace to be honest with you I mean so what you want is a, a raw talent uh, and whether or not he would actually do well in the Premiership, we still don't know. But he's got he's got skills, the guy, and I think he probably is going to be slightly more a prospect than Nketiah. Uh, I just don't mm -hmm. see Eddie doing anything. So I think, it, am I happy that he stayed? Yes, only because we haven't got anybody else lined up. 
Mm. It's, it's not a bad point, to be honest. I mean, if you think about the drop-off from Lacazette all the way down to, to other players, it is big. But do you think, Dave, just very quickly before we move on to the next player, do you think that there's an element of him blocking the path of the likes of Balogun into the team being here for that 12 months? Um, not sure. I mean, clearly we were open to selling him. We agreed a, we agreed a price, didn't we? Mm. So yeah. um, I think Arteta is is looking at Balogun as somebody that could come into the team and, and play in those cup games maybe. Actually, we'll probably play full strength squad because we need to. Uh, mm. But, you know, he can do that. So I'm not sure he's going to block it. I think he'll probably be in direct competition, especially because, you know, as you said, and Nketiah is going to be gone in 12 months for nothing anyway. Mm. Exactly. King, uh, we've got some breaking news for Rizzo Romano tweeting that Real Betis are finally... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> just scared the life out of me when I was reading something. Um, we've got Fabrizio Romano saying Real Betis are finally closing the deal for Bellerin after medical completed today. Salary issues to be resolved with La Liga. Arsenal are now hopeful too. So it looks like this one is going to be closed before the deadline goes. How do you feel, King, about Bellerin leaving? Well, uh, I've wanted him to leave for quite a while now sorry it's my daughter in the back. <laughs> um i think uh, he stagnated at arsenal that's the truth he hasn't developed he didn't become the player that we all thought that he was going to become mm. a lot down to injuries it's not his fault it happens it's football i think he needed the move he needs to change environment we needed to move on from bellerin he's on a quite high wage as well I was hoping for the swap deal with Emerson so we would get rid of him forever. But mm. it's a lone move. I'm worried he comes back and then runs down his contract as well. And that is a cycle that we need to stop or be better at. Obviously, you will always have maybe one or two players every now and then who will run down. But now we have too many players that are running down the contract. And we all famously remember when both Vinay and Raul said that if a player has two years left, we will either renew or sell. Mm. And I mean, Dave mentioned it, didn't he, with Nketiah? Like, again, another player that's that's now down. Lacazette, we've here, has confirmed not to be interested in signing a new deal and he is going to leave on a free. It's, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, but I think also it's a consequence of probably players feel like they don't get enough of the transfer fee. So let's, when a club buys a player, most of the fees goes to the agent and to the club. And they feel like, but if I just run down my contract, I'll get so much more money. So why not just run it down? Mm. I agree. I think that it's a case in the modern day that players are having a lot more power in their own futures. And when previously it was very much the power was with the clubs and now there's just so much money involved with wages and agents fees and agents as well. And and their kind of rise to power in the game has, has had a huge impact on things. Uh, we are rounding down to kind of the last round of questions before we move on to our next group of members. And so to round it off, I'm going to be asking everyone the same question to, th uh, to kind of round things off with each group. And, and that is, the classic question of out of 10, how do you rate the window uh, with obviously an explanation as to why you've come to that figure? So, Chris, we'll start with you. What are you rating it and why? Yeah, I was thinking about that today because I was expecting this question. And I would have to say five, five out of 10, because for the amount of money that we spend, I had to think about it. Did we get, did we get this uh, money's worth? And I can't say that we did. So uh, why we, I do think that we got a lot of 
potentially really good players for the future. Um, I think with many of those, even with guys like Sambi, who I like so uh, like a lot uh, for uh, what he's been showing us um, so far, uh, we don't know how well uh, he's going to play uh, going into the future. So we spent uh, like what 150 million pounds, and we don't look that much stronger than we did when we were finishing last season. That's why. Um, that's why I have to give it five out of ten. Fair enough. Uh, Dave, we'll go to you. I'm just rearranging us back so we're in the same order. Dave, go on. What do you think out of ten? I sort of landed on six and a half. And mm. I, I don't really do halves, but I, I couldn't really give it a seven. <laughs> I couldn't really give it a You're six. You're not a judges either. with a half pint, are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's, it's a real struggle because on the one hand, you say that we've spent £150 million. We've got six players in. There is talent there. I mean, we love what Odegaard did in the six months that we had him from, from January. Um, Samuel Lacan's come in, looks a real uh, talent as well from what he's done. Immediately better than Xhaka, although everybody thinks I've got a Xhaka agenda, but I do think that he is immediately better. He actually passes the ball forward, which is which is a good thing. Ramsdale, I think, is, is also impressed. Okay, it's, it was against West Bromwich Albion, but he's been voted... Uh, play of the season twice at his previous clubs. <clears throat> so that's all good. And I, I like the fact that Willian has gone as well. I mean, 20.4 <laughs> yeah. million quid saved on, on wages. That's great. Tavares is a raw talent. Anyway, but and why as well? We haven't even mentioned him. 50 million quid, future England captain potential. What we wanted at right centre-back, you know, replacing David Luiz as that progressive player. So, yeah, that's all really good stuff. I think the negatives are we still haven't upgraded on on a, a central midfielder in, in Xhaka. Our forward line is still looking uh, weak. We're too reliant on the likes of, I think, anyway, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe. Mm. And they're still kids, you know, they're still only 20. And it's it's going to be difficult for them to, to, to sort of shoulder that burden for the entire season. Yes, we haven't got European football. But it's going to be a tough one for them to do so that's why i'm sort of like erring on and also we didn't get class and out and that's that's yeah. criminal ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous isn't it i mean mm. can't we just cancel his contract like we've done with other people you know it's... yeah i'm kind of predicting a mustafi s cancellation in january to be honest with that one that's that's what i think will happen so i think they'll just yeah. keep him for the depth for six months, say in case we lose somehow Tierney and Tavares, or I say Tavares, clearly at the moment Kalasnach is ahead of Tavares somehow in the in the pecking order. Um, yeah, it's a strange one. But I, I, I agree in the sense, especially towards kind of the youth side of things, I have a concern about how unbalanced in terms of age and experience that the team is, and that that is a big concern for me. But I, I think your number is, is very much similar to where I'm at right now. King, finally finish off uh, with your rating out of 10 and your explanation as to why. with a potential to become a seven. And the reason why I give it a six is two main reasons. Number one is that I still don't think that we've done enough in our midfield. And I'm someone who believes that central midfield is the most important part in a team because it's the place where it's supposed to shield and protect the back line it's also the same that's going to feed the attack so they can attack. But we don't have the right balance in there. And the second reason why I give it a six is because I do think that 
we already had a very young squad. To buy just players that are all 23 or younger is a very big risk in a very competitive league like the Premier League are. I think that this season is going to be a very competitive league. It's not going to be like last season. I think last season was quite poor, probably down to no fans, probably down to Corona, probably down to not enough rest in between games. I think this season we're going to see more quality games, more competitive teams. And the fact that we have such a young squad is it's a bit worrying. It's a bit worrying. And I hope that we would have signed a mixture of young players and senior players, but we've only gone for like young players. And that's good for the future. But we've seen it before that if you just sign young players, that's what you will get a lot of inconsistency. So we have a really young squad, a really young manager, a really young, uh, I don't know even what you're going to call Edu's position. You know, we don't have a lot of senior people in Arsenal. If if I were to ask you now, Tom, who defines Arsenal? What is Arsenal? Who's the main guy at Arsenal? Mm. You would struggle to give me an answer. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd, I'd want to say someone like Aparte to be a leader, but we've not seen enough of him. Aubameyang, you'd want to say as a captain, but he doesn't strike me as a leader. And we do lack that real kind of key presence in the team. So, yeah, King, I think you're absolutely spot on. Um, so we've got some interesting ratings so far. We'll see how these develop throughout the night. I'd just like to take a second to thank my fantastic first panel of the evening. Chat box, please do show Dave, Chris and King some love in the chat. Chris, thank you ever so much, mate. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, mate. Thanks for inviting me again. And have a great rest of the show. I'll be watching. And, you know, let's hope for a good season despite uh, everything that's been happening so far. Mm, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Dave, absolute pleasure as always, fella. Very welcome. No problem at all. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of these fellas have got to say, especially Ojo, who's, uh, <laughs> you know, my, my Darth Vader mentor in the negativity front. So, yeah, let's see it. <laughs> We will get Ojo on very soon. King, always a pleasure. And I hope uh, I hope you have a good day or evening with the kids because clearly yeah. you've got something on your hands this evening, son. So good luck with that. Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to listening to Ojo's rant about Granny Jack. <laughs> I think Ojo making one. himself a bit of a character in the uh, Discord server, which is fantastic to see anyway, lads. Absolute pleasure. And I'm sure we'll catch up with you very soon. See you later, right. boys. Have a good one. Thanks for having us. Cheers. A massive thank you to King, to Chris, and to, uh, to, to oh, Dave, Dave existed for a second, and to Dave, of course, and to Dave, obviously. Um, let's bring on our next three guests of the evening. It's first of all, Dan. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Are you good? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you. I'm kind of excited about what the rest of deadline day offers, although for Arsenal, it's just, the Tuesday. It's just a Tuesday, isn't it, for us, really? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a Tuesday of a few signings and a few outgoings. Well, a we'll single see. signing and, and a few outgoings, but we'll see. Also joined by Joe. How are you doing, Joe? Are you well? Hey, boys. How are you? How are you enjoying deadline day? Oh, yeah. Loving it, mate. Loving it. I love a deadline day, I do. So uh, good to have you in the show, though, mate. Appreciate you tuning in. And uh, finally, as Dave, he's coined the phrase, the Darth Vader now of the Discord server, it's Ojo. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Actually, the Darth Vader is Samir. I'm more of Anakin in the making. Samir <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> is now the Darth Vader in the chat. Okay. Yeah, so how are you, Tom and uh, Joe and 
I didn't know we are getting Spurs fans online as well. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> I so wasn't going to say that. I would like to that. <laughs> this is the thing about having a Discord server and you get your members on is because they start to have little little fights in between each other in the Discord and then they bring it onto the show. This is not allowed and against the rules, Ojo, and that's your first warning. <laughs> yeah, but I am from the dark side, so it's kind of what it is. Of course, very, very true, very true. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go in your thoughts and feelings then guys about the window so far i do want to initially and i'm going to kick off with the same question i'm going to ask everyone as your thoughts about the actual signing that we've made dan i'll start with you sakahiro tomiyasu what are your thoughts on him as a well, you know what they say if you're good on fifa you're good in real life and he's 72 rated so he can't be any good could he <laughs> that's great that's the perfect tgt assumption of a player fantastic <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know much about him i've seen the youtube highlights he looks a player but he's he's not the is he pacey? Can he can he overtake Pepe over he's that Pepe? And... He's not he's not rapid, but he's not slow. Is what I would say. He's a solid like. If you were to say he's an average eighty pace player on FIFA, if you want to use that analogy there, Dan. <laughs> so he's basically a slightly taller Cedric. Oh God! Well, you're not really being positive about this signing, are you, Dan? <laughs> well, look, we'll see. Uh, obviously, I, I'd love to see him play. Yeah, Zamir, he's definitely better than Bellerin, and I've not seen him play. So <laughs> this is all getting very, very personal all of a sudden. Joe, can you save me, mate? How do you feel about our new Japanese signing? I don't know the first thing about him other than Spurs are interested. And if nothing else comes of that window, the fact that we took a player off Spurs when they took Emerson off us will be enough. Well, it won't be enough, but we'll settle for that. Um, like I said, I don't know the first thing about him. I've looked at a few of the videos. No matter how good he is, I'm sure Mikel Silva, as I'm now turned to call him, will turn him into rubbish at some point. So if you come for positivity, keep on rolling, man. (laughs) Negativity is growing amongst us. And if there was one man to finish off the negativity, we've got the perfect one for it. The dark side himself. Ojo, how do you feel about Tomiyasu? What's his full name, Tom? What's his actual full name? Takahiro Tomiyasu. Yeah, I don't care. Makes no difference. Oh, this is why did I get you three on together? This was a mistake. This was a big mistake. No, he could go on to be a he could be he could go on to be a good player, a decent signing, but uh, at this point, honestly, I'm more apathetic than negative. So, so we got a right back. We know Arteta is going to play Chambers there anyway, or Cedric. So, are we actually going to see Tomiyasu on the pitch? I don't know. Maybe he'll play center back next to. Holding and Mari. So, see, people call TGT an echo chamber. Well, I present to you the anti to that completely. <laughs> um, let's let's talk about some of the individuals then that have obviously moved on or could still yet move on, and those that actually haven't moved on. Uh, Dan, I'm going to actually throw a, a kind of a curveball towards you and talk about Lacazette because Chris Wheatley did reveal today that he wouldn't be leaving and he also wouldn't be signing a new deal with the club, which means he likely will be departing on a free in the summer window of 2022 unless something miraculous happens in January or that we convince him to sign into a new deal. So, what's your feelings? around that situation. I mean, it's a strange one. Was it Vinay or someone who said that we wouldn't be leaving? Raul said that. Raul, okay. Well, it's Raul as the past regime, but <laughs> it is a bit strange to have someone run out their contract, especially someone like Lacazette, who we could get maybe 20 million for. But I do prefer him to Aubameyang at the moment. Okay, we haven't seen him this season, but I think he does more for the team and the style of play that Arteta is trying to bring. 
So I'm definitely happy to see him this season, but to run him down, I would have given him a one-year extension. So I'm a bit annoyed about that, but we'll, we'll see how, how time goes. Maybe he will sign. and it's, yeah. Maybe it'll happen next month. Maybe. Things do change very rapidly in football, yeah. but I think it would be a huge surprise to, to see Lacazette sign a new deal. Joe, uh, obviously we've seen some other players stay, some players leave. One player that doesn't look like he's going to be going immediately. However, interesting, there still is links with Turkey persisting, and, and that's Mohamed Elneny. And I didn't expect this one to be one that we would be talking about as a departure because we've let Torreira go. We've obviously brought in someone like Sambi Lekonga. We, we're in a situation now with Partey injured, Xhaka suspended, no Partey will be coming back very soon, hopefully. But that Lukonga and Elneny are our starting two central midfielders right now if we had a match tomorrow. To let Elneny go, I'm, I'm looking around the club and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm lifting up the sofa and I'm looking for centre midfielders and I'm, got, I'm not finding too many. It would be a bit of a shock to see Elneny leave, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be a shock because I think if you look at the Discord, most of us have never thought of scratch. <laughs> but um, we would be absolutely leaving ourselves short. And the fact that Al Nani is now absolutely required is about as damning as you're going to get. Um, I know the Turkish window is open for a couple more days. If he does bring in a fee, you'd really have to wonder. Because we don't have anyone even to bring up from the under-23s to slot in. Yeah. Jack is going to get suspended again. I'm not going to dwell on the fact that that was a dreadful decision to extend them. Um, Partey is only fit for about five minutes per season, unfortunately. So that hasn't looked out so good. And so we could have one man in the centre. And... <laughs> our club, I mean, lads. Our club. We... We, obviously, we saw Martin Odegaard dropped into a number six position against Manchester City. So there are contingencies. I'm not saying they're good ones, but clearly there are contingencies if we want to play without either of Lukonga or Elneny in the side and somehow still not have a central midfielder at once. Uh, one gets sent off in a game against Manchester City. Staggering, but it happened. Uh, obviously, I see a lot of you in the chat box are suggesting that Ainsley Maitland-Niles, of course, uh, would still be here and, and would be a factor in that. However, interestingly, David Ornstein did say that he himself said he wants to be considered now as a fullback um which i mean we could have done with him saying that about a year ago to be honest but it's you know better late than never anyway ojo now i'm, I'm racking my brains who could i talk to ojo about to try and get a positive response about how we've dealt with them this window this entire window of course has been we've we've seen some good signings ojo we, we've seen some good and when i say good signings i'm not talking about necessarily the ones that we brought in but the ones that we more so kept emil smith rowe signed a new deal we saw that happen do you remember that do you remember ojo is that is that not blocked from your mind yet a positive thing that happens with smith rowe kieran tierney signed a new contract too that's a big one how do you feel about that who hasn't signed a new contract in Arsenal? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good thing, is it not? Yeah, starting from Gunnasaurus, everyone has signed a new contract in the club. So extending Emil Smith Rowe is was I would say it was uh, it was not a master stroke. You just gave a kid a new contract that happens in any club. Um, I feel like you're acting now. This is a this is this is just <laughs> no 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 because I. <laughs> What is Emil Smith Rowe going to do by himself? No, that's why we brought in Odegaard, did we not? And what are both of them going to do by themselves well, when you have no strikers to? So... Well, we've got <laughs> two you... strikers, though, don't we? We've got Lacazette, like, and we've got Aubameyang. We've got two strikers. 
Oh, by the way, they go missing. It feels like we start with nine players on the pitch anyway. I'm, I'm trying my hardest here, guys. But, really, but, yeah, but, but honestly, <laughs> ESR, it was... A, I'm, I'm actually happy about ESR signing. It's a very good uh, um, extension, especially for the future. Because honestly, I feel that uh, there is no way the owners are going to pitch in. So in case Arsenal is going to step it up, it is going to be what Liverpool did where they sold one of their priced assets so that they could fix the team. So we might be looking at selling Saka or ESR in the future, maybe for 100 200 million. I know everyone's like, oh my God, they sell. you can't sell Saka, but we are still going to be eight. So if you can make 100 million out of ESR and Saka, that's 200 oh, million. Oh, okay. Sorry, each. The chances are we might get 50 million for each and maybe re-sign William. But uh, uh, if we do get 100 million each for those players, that's 200 million in the bank. But even if we get the money, are we going to spend it the right way? Because we spend a lot of money this window and you see where the team is. So am I <laughs> Am I glad Yes, I signed? Yes. Am I excited he's playing for Arsenal? Yes. Does it help the team? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, fair enough. Right then, lads. Yeah. We now approach the final question uh, and looking specifically, and I'm going to be interested to get your in-depth thoughts on this one as to your rating for the window. I'm, I was going to go in reverse order, but I'm actually going to save the best or last. Dan, uh, what's your uh, what's your rating out of 10 for the, for the window and why? I'd probably give it a five. And okay. I'll, I'll kind of go through it. So we've signed... Ben White as our oldest player, who's 23. That's and a stat. That's a big stat, that is. Well, not yeah. really. But we, we, <laughs> we, with Tommy Asu, we've signed, what, six signings? But none of them are at their peak now. I wish we could have bought a, 20, a 28-year-old who is unreal now rather yeah. than someone who could be unreal in three or four years' time. Because I've seen our squad. We've got amazing players with potential and in three years' time, we could have a squad and a half that could easily win the league. But there's no one now who has experience. And all our experienced players are clearly not good enough or don't have the passion left. So th- that's partly why. I also think something that I know OJ will disagree, but we've given a new contract to Granite Xhaka. And he's, I, I don't understand that because he's just, he's not good enough. I've said it since the start. It's obvious. He, he can have three okay to decent games and then he'll get sent off or he'll go in uh, past the Chris, Chris Wood. He's, he's not good enough. And yeah. but, but sorry, to... sorry, Dan, for cutting you off. Yeah, you poked the bear now. That's what you've done. <laughs> I, I, I think he is good enough. I think Granit Xhaka is perfect for this team because we reflect, yeah, because we reflect where we are with him and he reflects where Arsenal is, is currently. You know, that, he, um, he is the captain. This is the ship that he's leading. But that's the problem. Since, since he's come to the club, he's been integral to how we play. Everything goes through Granit Xhaka and that's yeah. why we've been eight for two seasons in a row. Okay, it's not just him. But because the whole play goes through him, he probably has 50% of percent of, possess- of possession um, throughout our team. Everything is through him. And because he's not that great, we're not that great. I think that Xhaka was a Kante. Okay, you're still going to have the Leno mistakes, Kalasinac, Mustafi. I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. 
But I think we would be a much better team with a better heart of the midfield, like the kind that, of the nucleus the, of the team. That, if, for me, Dan, was the crux of this window. Was that I went into this window knowing that we didn't have European football next season and the positions I was targeting that wanted to see us improve was one, just improve the starting 11 for starters because that's what we need to improve to go up in the league is to improve the starting 11. And the main position we talked about at the start of the, the window was central midfield and that we had to improve and give Partey think- that perfect partner. I think we've definitely improved on Xhaka with Lokonga, but I don't think Lokonga was really bought in to be that no, improvement. Wasn't. Exactly. No. He was probably a, an El Nenny improvement. He's had to be this good because if, he exactly. was, if Lokonga wasn't this good, my my goodness, how much... And that's probably what has told Arteta, wait, we don't need another midfielder because Lokonga's mm. been that good in pre-season in the first two games. Why do we need another midfielder? But no, of just course wait, we do. wait for a couple of weeks. You know, you will be back to Arsenal level. He is not acclimatized <laughs> to our game, our playing style yet. He, he wants to win. If, give him a couple of weeks, then he'll be uh, okay. Pass it sideways. I'm sorry, oh, sorry, okay. sorry. I think you need to. Put, <laughs> I think you need to put on your Tottenham whites. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, you two. We're going to, gonna, you know, six six meters apart. Uh, Mr. Joker, give me your rating for the window and why. Just give me. I was going to ask you for some sensible viewings, but I remembered some of the things you said earlier. So go on. <laughs> um, I'll give you a six for the window. The window, and the reason I'll break it down is this. This window was never going to be the transformative, hard resets, top four building team we ever wanted to be. We just have too much muck in our squad that nobody wants and we can't get rid of. And without going down the line, we need to sell to buy. We do need to free up seats, basically, in the club for players. We have people like Kalasnac. We have people like Eddie. We've people again like Granduzzi who we're going to make a loss on. We've people like Saliba who we all want, but the manager didn't. We were never going to be able to build a squad. We didn't start finish last year with a good enough core panel to move up to a top four squad. And the rest of the league just took off while we sat around, you know, scratching ourselves, waiting for something to happen. Mm. I do think we've brought in some good first players. I think honestly that we have sort of sacrificed our present form in favour of future development and future glory with some of the young players we brought in, the Stan and yourself and everyone's alluded to. Um, We've only made really one profit on one player, which is kind of damning for the third biggest club in English history. But it could be worse. It's not the ideal club, but I know we're all glib and we're all making fun of it in the Discord. That's more therapy than anything else. Uh-huh. We'll cry. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's a six. Fair enough. Ojo, out of ten, what would you rate Arsenal's transfer window and why? Yeah, Tom. So I actually got the previous group. You know, you asked them the same question, and so I went ahead to prepare myself. I made a list. <laughs> okay, let let us let us do this together. Okay, let us do this together. Let it's not it's just not my opinion. Okay, Sambi Lokonga. I would say that signing is six out of ten. It's, oh, it's that's a, harsh. Oh, that's come on. I'm not Ruben Neves. He's not Bisuma. Hey, look, shown look, Ojo, we've we for a long time we have not invested in a young player that's got the potential to get in. So we've made some really silly signings like Willian and play, bringing in players that have got no sell-on value. That was a no. Smart we just got Gwendusi a couple of uh, 
to watch your shows every day for the last 140 Thanks, days or however yeah. long it's been. But it's been I've great. I've only Thanks made again, one Tom. show ever. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Thanks for that. There's That's no way I'm up at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry. I appreciate that you, that you catch up. I know that you catch up. But fair play for making the one. I do appreciate that, Joe. And as as all these guys said, if you want to if you want to speak to them in the Discord server, if you want to tell Ojo where to go with his opinion, you can do that in the Discord server. So please make sure you join and help support the channel in the same process. Cheers, lads. I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. See you later. Have a good one. A massive thank you to Ojo, to Dan, and to Joe as well. <laughs> Some really good opinions. Very quickly in the chat box, Jerome Pierre, thank you so much. Uh, Ojo's review is perfect and spot on. Well, there you go. It's all about opinions at the end of the day. As long as they're put across in a respectful way and you're explaining your reasons, it's absolutely fine. You can have a critical opinion without being abusive. It does exist. Let's bring on my final three guests of the day. And all of them... Our debutants, uh, let's first of all introduce, uh, I know people are going to know his name in the chat box, it's Ashwin Watkins. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Find the unmute button, it's a classic. I'm era. good on you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, very good, mate, very good. It's, it's great to have you on the show. I, I said earlier on, you've been listening to the show for about two years, you've been in the chat box for about two years, really obviously yeah. engaging every single, pretty much every single show, Ashwin, so it's great to have you on, mate. It's great to be on, thanks, Tom. No problem at all. Let's also welcome Vishal. How are you doing, Vishal? Are you well? Hi, Dom. How are you? I'm good. Very good. Thanks I was fine. Help. I've just spent 20 minutes with Ojo. I'm less <laughs> fine now. That's that's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> good to that's have you on, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. No problem at all. And finally, it's Alan. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? I'm good. I'm good. I just had to wipe away some tears after Ojo's 50 cent <laughs> reference. <laughs> yes, it went down very well in the chat box as well. <laughs> too. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and making your debuts. Fantastic to hear from you all. Uh, I will ask as debutants, just unmute yourselves when you speak. So uh, when someone else is talking, uh, we don't hear the background noise. That's it. Um, Ashwin, we'll start with you. I'll start with the same question that I asked everyone else. We've made a signing today. Takahiro Tomoyasu has joined. What are your raw reactions to that news? Tom, I have never heard of this play in my entire life. Um, today is the first time hearing about him. Uh, tried to watch a few YouTube clubs this evening before the show in preparation, and I I have nothing to say about this guy at this stage. I, I can't give any negatives. I can't give any positives. Um, I won't make a judgment based on, uh, you know, some of the tweets I've seen going out today. I'll just give him some time and hopefully he's better than any of our other Japanese signings that we've had recently. Mm. I mean, the last Japanese signing we had, I'm thinking, was it Ryu Miichi? Was that the last Japanese player that we had? I'm struggling to think of who it was before that. We have Inamoto, I think, as well, was an Arsenal player. I think yeah, it was... And... Who was it, no, Michelle? Go ahead, Michelle? Takuma Asano. I oh, Yes! Was... Takuma Asano, yeah, of course. Uh, never played a single game for the Arsenal. And then I think he left for Stuttgart. And now I think he's he might even be back in Japan now. So, yeah, big shout there from Vishal. Speaking of which, Vishal, give me your thoughts on uh, his compatriot, uh, Takahiro Tomiyasu. Uh, I'm sort of guilty of having heard of him. I haven't really heard of him much. Uh, but I did know that he was linked with uh, Spurs earlier on in the window. Um, from the highlight reels that I've seen, he looks like a pretty... Uh, big built uh, guy he looks like uh, he will sort of add to our physicality at the back 
Um, I'm not sure about how good he is offensively, but uh, looks like from what I've heard, uh, he sort of supports Pepe. I think he he will sort of support uh, Pepe at the back as well. So he can go ahead and do his thing. Uh, apart from that, I don't really have uh, much on him. And you're not alone, Vishal. That that is for sure. There's plenty of people that are just learning about this guy for the first time. Alan, are you one of these people that are also learning about this guy for the first time? Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I did look him up about a month ago when because we had some like loose links to yeah. him when Spurs did too. So I, I I definitely looked him up, um, read up on him. He seems like he's solid defensively which right now we definitely need um and i did i read the the article that you'd posted that he would like unlock pepe and i don't i don't really know about that just because pepe is more of like he's more of like a reactive winger instead of like a proactive one like he'll wait until the fullback like makes a move towards him before he gets around them I think that's because of his uh, lack of balance. He really needs to work on his balance. Um, so when he doesn't have that player that overlaps constantly, he doesn't really have space, which means he gets double teamed a lot of the time, and that usually doesn't go well for him. Um, so I was kind of hoping more for like a overlapping fullback or wingback. Um, but Tomiyasu has pretty pretty decent pace from what I've seen, so I hopefully he can uh kind of be molded into into that yeah i agree with you i think that there is an element of just different that we needed in that position and i think tommy asu will bring that from the again i i'd like you guys are really just learning about him for the first time i did do an interview with football london with rich hall the football italia chief correspondent who speaks exceptionally highly of him really rates this guy and and to be honest speaking to people that are kind of in the know about italian football I struggle to hear any bad words uh, about him as a player, and and that's a really good sign. So fingers crossed he will, in fact. Uh, chat box, I can see there's a lot of questions uh, being thrown in there. Uh, once we finish this final section with the guests, I'm going to stick around for 15 minutes to answer as many of those as possible. So hold fire on your questions. We will get to them. Ash, let's let's go through some of the players, of course. We've, we've talked about a lot this evening, but we still need to talk about a few more. Uh, two of the players that left, I'm going to give you a bit of a tough one, two of the players that left on loan went to the same club, in fact, this window and got into this week. The French Liga team of the week was William Saliba and Matteo Genduzzi. Uh, how do you make of how those two profiles were handled this summer by the club and what do you expect for their futures? Um, well, Tom, from my side, uh, I'm very happy that, you know, uh, Guendouzi and uh, sorry, who was it? Guendouzi and Saliba went to i think it was marseille in france yeah uh you know they've been mismanaged for me by our current manager who it's i i'm i'm not a fan of i i think it's his time to leave Mm. um i think if if arteta um is uh sacked during the season we might give them or we might at least have an opportunity to see Saliba play for Arsenal under a different manager. Um, yeah, that's just, I don't know. Uh, the mismanagement at Arsenal is atrocious at this stage. And yeah, I don't want to get into it. I don't think that's part of the question, but yeah. Oh, I think it's, 
It is part of the question, Ash, because in my mind, I agree with you. I, I think that the only way that Saliba has a future at Arsenal is if Arteta goes. Um, I don't I don't think Saliba will come back. Uh, I don't think Saliba will want to come back to a club that Arteta is still in charge of. And arguably, Gendouzi is in the same boat. Maybe there would be a future for Gendouzi. I'm not saying that I would necessarily be on board with that because I have, you know, I have a lot of kind of reservations about Gendouzi's ability and, and what he might be for Arsenal. Um, but if he has a really good season at Marseille and say we have a different coach, I can have my mind changed. My mind is always open to be changed. How many um, how many uh, seasons does Guendouzi have left on his contract? That's the this question. Is a, it's, it's a really tough question because okay. we're led to believe that it may end this season despite him yeah. actually just going on loan. However, there were whispers that there may be an option in his contract which allowed Arsenal to extend it for an additional year. But we we don't know that yet. And it's still something that certainly needs clarifying. But we don't know. That's <laughs> the honest you answer. Know, if, 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 I mean, I wouldn't want uh, to stay at a club or I don't think the club would then, if there is an option to extend, I don't think they would um, use that option right now. I, no, we haven't no. seen Gwendouzi. I mean, I've, I'm a big Gwendouzi fan. I remember him carrying us against Aston Villa. We were behind, he came on and he did his thing. And yeah, we are, uh, I think, two seasons later and the guy is just, you are, it's terrible mismanagement on my, from my side. Fair enough. Vishal, um, you get the exciting task of talking about the Icelandic goalkeeping wonder that is Alex Ronnison, who has just been confirmed uh, to have left the club. He moves to uh, Belgian side OH Leuven uh, on a loan deal. What do you make of the signing of Ronnison, how that was handled and how it's ended? Uh, he came on as a relative unknown. I, I hadn't heard of him before uh, he signed for Arsenal. Uh, I I don't really have much of an opinion. I don't think he was good enough while he was here uh, from the few performances that I saw. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy that uh, you know he's he's been moved on because that was something that we really needed to do. Um, yeah, but apart from that, I sort of I I don't think he's he's been good enough for us. Uh, I don't think he's been good enough uh, with his shot stopping. He hasn't been good enough with his ball uh, you know distribution from the back and especially the way we play. We need someone who's really good at the back and I don't think he was good enough to start with. So I'm just happy that we get to move him on and, you know, uh, get what him off the beach. his replacement in Ramsdale? Uh, so a lot of people would probably give me a stick, but I actually like, uh, you know, Aaron Ramsdale. Uh, he looks pretty good uh, from the other performance the other day. Um, like he looks like he's good uh, in getting involved with the back three, so he can pass pretty well from the back. He can also he also has the long ball. He has a ball to the midfield. Uh, his his shot stopping isn't spectacular, but I'm pretty sure it'll get the job done. And he's only 23, so you know there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, there's a lot of development to you know look forward to. And yeah, it's it's actually exciting to see to have him at the club. Yeah, it's been, I, I'm positive around the, the idea of Ramsdown to see what he can do. Um, I think his distribution will be key to us moving forwards in that position of the pitch. Uh, Alan, uh, moving then on to talking about... Uh, look, the, when, when it comes to kind of the players that are left to, to talk about, I, I kind of can't believe I missed him off because he's a player that has desperately tried to remain at Arsenal to get minutes, to get opportunities. And finally today, he's he's gone only temporarily and he has signed a contract extension to you know it's very it's very akin to this player is seemingly desperate to still try and make it at the club and that's Reese Nelson who has left for finals on loan 
what do you make of this kind of fiasco? Because it's interesting that he has signed that year extension. Like he didn't have to do that. He only had a year left, I think, on his deal when he would have been able to leave the club for free next season. Do you think that signature of a new deal is still him holding on to this kind of personal dream, I suppose, of of being an Arsenal first team player? Uh, I think so. I'm kind of I'm glad I got this one. I got uh, some opinions on this one and the the Saliba one. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's definitely trying to to cling on and just still make that dream happen. And uh, the whole thing that happened with him last year, I feel like there was like a lot of like misconceptions around it because people were just taking it as he should have went on loan. Why did he refuse to go on loan? Mm-hmm. But Arteta, he asked Arteta to stay and fight for his place. Arteta accepted. And then, um, and then he did, he was putting in the work like he was he was doing extra sessions tactical sessions solos just doing everything he could to improve um but he still just wasn't getting the game time and i think that his last um start last season i think it was in that europa league game where him and pepe both created five chances and he played he played very well but then after that like he could people would be injured there would be COVID cases and he would still not even make the bench. So, you know, you kind of feel bad for him in, in that way. Um, but yeah, I feel like he's just still clinging on to the dream of like playing for Arsenal. If I was him, I would have just left. Um, Cause I feel like even if he does play well, it's going to be another one of those Joe Willock situations where it's like, we should probably cash in at this point just so it doesn't, you know, we don't get another Ainsley situation. So mm. I feel like he will get sold off if he if he does do well, or even if he doesn't. But uh, either way, that's the only outcome I really see from him coming back next season. It is certainly one of the most interesting kind of profiles at the club about how that will play out for me is, is Reese Nelson. Um, last question then to all of you before we wrap things up is the same question we asked to everyone. Your rating, uh, of course, out of 10 and uh, why it is that for the window. Ash, we start with you. Tom, from my side, I rate this window a 6 out of 10. Uh, reasons for that, we've invested in potential. And uh, we didn't really improve our central midfield position, which was, for me, a very critical position. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm just reading the oh, chat as well. I'm, I'm <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so we haven't improved the central mid, center mid position. Uh, we did bring in Sambi, who seems like a very good player, but I don't think he's a... Um, He's a first-team first player. So on top of it, we've kept Shaka, which for me is a big mistake. Uh, he's a terrible player. He's a terrible captain. He shouldn't be at Arsenal. Um, but yeah, for me, 6 out of 10, Tom. Uh, Tavares is a very good uh, left uh, backup for Tierney, but Tierney himself is always injured. And uh, I think we overpaid for White and Ramsdale. I think we all agree. That Ben White, 50 million, it's a bit much. I agree. Vishal? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably give it a 5.5 or a 6 out of 10. Uh, I, I actually have a pretty detailed answer for this. Um, my first criticism is uh, that we should have had our signings in before Brentford. Uh, 
because you sort of give them enough time to like come in and like integrate with the squad and then you know you also get them used to the tactics uh you identify their um uh, you know your their strengths and weaknesses and you know you have uh enough players integrated into the squad to actually you know last the season so i i would probably think that uh, we should have gotten most of our players in before brentford uh i like that we've gone after a really good age profile but it sort of brings the average age of our squad down quite a bit so i would say 23 is our average age if i'm right um and every uh, one of my biggest criticisms is that um every uh, summer we have we're always one or two uh, signing short uh, last time we should have signed both our and party uh, we ended up signing party and like not getting our and that sort of showed in the first half of the season when we lacked creativity quite a lot um this time it's uh, the center midfield position uh, i think that we should have uh, got in gimaraish or uh, besuma in and that would have made it uh, maybe an 8 or a 10 season uh, sorry uh, the window and we've also failed to uh, you know offload a lot of our deadwood i'm not going to name players but uh, we all know who they are and there are arguments for every one of them uh, and finally i think we made the mistake of sending out aziz on loan because Uh, i think that we could have held him back and made him play the odd cup game and that would have been uh, made it a lot more easier to integrate him into the squad next season uh, when probably elneny or someone else leaves so that's a 5.5 or a 6 on 10 for me and alan finishes off um yeah i got a lot of things on this too so i'll try to make it as quick as possible um i would probably give it a a 5.5 out of 10 as well um I do like what they were trying to do but I think they had the wrong priorities. Um like the youth profile is good but I think you should you can improve the team and also get um a young profile like like he said Bruno Gimaraes was my first choice for that position. Um I think I think he would have been good and um I think I also think this we should have just kind of bit the bullet on our players and just just sold them you know i i feel like we we we've all been begging to be kind of tougher in the market and get better prices for our players but in a summer where we need to overhaul and we already do have the money like we've seen that we have the money um and we need an overhaul and teams don't really have money or don't really want to spend the money um to push for an extra you know like 8 million for jaka or or uh uh obligation to buy on Bellerin. I feel like if we just got those players out and then got the players that we needed in, it would benefit us in the long run instead of, you know, in in the short term. Um I also think that Ben White and Ramsdale, I feel like they're them themselves they're fine, like I'm I'm glad we we got them, but I feel like they they kind of represent the issues with our transfer policy where it's kind of a misallocation of funds. You know, we already had Saliba there. Um even if you think he's not that ready, we still have holding that could come in. So I would rather keep Saliba and then use that money for a central midfielder that can really come and improve the side. Um like the I think center back was the last position I was thinking of to to improve going into the summer and that seemed to be our, our main priority. So I feel like just the funds were misallocated. We should have used them better. 
and there was a real opportunity this season to to get some great players over the line. Like, hey, I hate to bring them up, but Spurs they got uh, their center back Romero, who's one of the best center backs in in the Serie A. They got him on a loan to buy, so there was a lot of opportunities out there that we could have used our money more wisely and really made a push this season without the distraction of Europe or anything like that, and really tried to get back um, higher up in the table. Really. Yeah, it's the way in which this window has gone down ultimately has left me in a very mixed place um, and kind of a real conflicted place because I appreciate going for young players and, and addressing that because we used to invest in players that had no sell-on value at all and we would be stuck in situations like we have been with Mustafi and Socrates and Ozil and all these players have had to basically pay to leave uh, the club and, and we are doing that differently now and we are seeing us invest in younger players which leaves us with a better situation of sell-on value but it was an opportunity this summer to invest in the starting 11 and we haven't done that and that's that's the real big miss, in my opinion, of the season. Anyway, I'd like to take a second to thank uh, my fantastic guests this evening. All of them are debutants making their first ever appearance. So, Chatbox, if you could show them all some love, we would really would appreciate that. First of all, Ashwin, it's, uh, as I said earlier on when we first met, it's a good to put uh, a face to the name and uh, to have you on the show for the first time. Thanks for having me, Tom. And thanks for, uh, you know, doing these shows in the morning. You were an awesome, awesome uh, Arsenal representative if i can say that fan wow. fan yes. representative i mean you're the only one i actually follow these days so thanks, yeah mate. thanks Tom. Awesome. no problem you are very very welcome vishal thank you so much don't feel pressured to throw me compliments just like ash has but i mean i'll take them but don't feel pressured <laughs> thanks for having me tom uh, actually uh, your shows have become like a part of my routine every day uh, i tune in at 12 30 uh, in the afternoon my time Mm. And uh, yeah, it's some really nice, insightful, uh, you know, information you roll out. It's really nice to be, you know, part of the conversation and get my thoughts out once in a while. Uh, oh, thanks, Ash, and thanks, Alan. Good conversation. Pleasure to have you on the show, Vishal, genuinely, and thanks. Thank I'm glad that they have entertained you. I'm sure they've, they've entertained plenty of people and uh, give them something to, to watch in the mornings or whatever time, as you say, 12.30. That's like a perfect lunchtime show for yourself, Vishal. So so there you go. Uh, and finally, Alan, thank you so much for coming on and uh, and appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've been wanting to get on the show for a, a bit, but I usually work during this time, so have been able to. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Thank you for keeping me up until three in the morning to watch the shows every day. <laughs> yeah, three three different time zones, madly. Of, of, oh, of yeah. Four, if you count me, of course, too. So, yeah, crazy. So, thank you, Alan. I appreciate it. No worries at all. Um, thank you so much to the chat box as well. We're going to be sticking around for a little bit longer to answer some of your questions, but I am going to say goodbye to my guests now. Thank you ever so much to them. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Bye. See you later. Have a good one, guys. That has been a mega uh, show this evening. Not just one, two, three, not six, but nine different guests uh, today, which is which is great. Fantastic to see. Um, I Obviously, you may have seen, if you're watching this live, obviously you are well aware of the fact that we have a chat box. Our chat box runs live with the show um, constantly. And there are very few, I think I've done what, single digits of pre-recorded shows actually that's that's not true because we used to do the tactical breakdown that was a pre-recorded show and then we made it live 
Um, but usually we have a chat box. And unfortunately, you, you probably have seen, if you've just tuned in, you would have unfortunately missed it. And I say unfortunately, thankfully, you would have missed it. And that we've been having a little bit of an issue recently. I'm not sure as, as to why we have, but we've been getting a couple of, I assume what they are, and I'm very well educated by our Discord server, who tell me that they are basically spam bot accounts. Um, there's nothing that I can do about it other than just when I see them, I block them. People have asked us to put kind of filters on certain words. I have done that. I have always had filters on certain words. Um, that are offensive and that people would have take offense to. It is something that is an issue across not just my channel, but I've seen it happen on a number of other channels as well. Just know that we are trying to do absolutely everything that I can in my power to uh, respond to it, to block them, to move it on. But I, I unfortunately can't promise you that they won't come back, that, that I can't stop them. It's just unfortunately part and parcel of as the channel gets bigger, um, these, these sorts of things get targeted, unfortunately. So we will try our best. Uh, we may look into kind of doing getting moderators that can act a bit faster than I can so I'm not multitasking all the time. Um, but there are, you know, there are pros and cons to having moderators in the chat. But uh, it's something that we are going to talk about and discuss, I think, as as a collective, as a Discord server, because it is a community there. And I appreciate getting people's thoughts and feelings in the Discord server about the channel as well. I think also it, it nicely feeds into something that I've seen today. I don't know if you I like talking about this sort of stuff. I love having I mean, a discussion about kind of the social aspect of Arsenal and of the fan base. And I know that's part of the reason why a lot of you would subscribe is because we speak very honestly about the fan base and stuff like that. It's a couple of things that I wanted to discuss that happened and relates to the end of the transfer window. One of them was in relation to AFTV. And now we don't talk about AFTV too much on the show. I have my own thoughts and, and feelings about uh, some of the things that the kind of instances that have happened with myself and the channel and things not being credited, etc. And that's, you know, that's a personal thing to me. I would never turn around to anyone and say, you shouldn't go and watch that. And that does link because I've seen a lot of people very much recently encouraging people not to go and watch the channel. In fact, I've seen people, unfortunately, even chanting in grounds to, to say that we don't want AFTV at the club anymore. I personally want to have my 10 cents on this, and I find it utterly ridiculous that that a channel can be blamed for the decline of a club is, is frankly ridiculous. Uh, I find it really strange. If you don't like something, don't watch it. It's, for me, it's as simple as that. It, it, it absolutely is as simple as that. It's not perfect. I've got a lot of criticisms of it myself. I don't go and you know air them publicly and do dedicated videos to criticisms of it. I don't even really talk about it. But if you don't like it, don't watch it. But please stop tweeting people that saying that like you're a disgrace to the club, etc. Which I have unfortunately I've seen some people that go on ATV, like Lee Judges, like Dan Potts, come on this show. Do you know why they come on the show? Because I respect their opinion. I have a lot of time for their opinion. And they may not agree with my own view, but they articulate themselves and their view exceptionally well. It is a real shame that there is so much negativity, especially around kind of the the, the YouTube fan culture. Because if you say you like this channel and you don't like AFTV, unfortunately, for, for someone who does, if it weren't for AFTV, TGT wouldn't be here. Craig would have never have started the Guna Talk if it wasn't for AFTV. In fact, there was a lot of crossover at the beginning. There's, there was a lot more crossover than there is now on TGT when, when Craig started the channel. And when I you know, was jumping on with Craig as a regular guest alongside the likes of Wayne and Mems and, and the originals, we had the likes of DT and Troops and, and Claude's coming on very regularly on the channel. And it is a shame that 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 kind of isn't perceived sometimes that that was it was a water it was kind of a, a floodgates moment if anything when AFTV started it opened the floodgates for other shows to start and to be honest for me it's a case of 
I always think there is an element of envy when it comes to a lot of criticisms, a case of kind of why didn't I think of it first? It's such a simple idea that's now blown up to be such a successful medium. And and sure, I don't do things in the same way. I like to think I have my own take on, on running a channel, and, and that's why you subscribe to the channel, so you get something different and a different angle or different mindset of looking at things. Um, but I wanted to talk about it because it really did frustrate me, and it, did, it really did kind of get under my skin a little bit seeing the heavy criticism going towards uh, a channel which has opened the door to a lot of fan discussion about things unfortunately it's just my view if you don't like it that's absolutely fine i would just say keep it to yourself you don't have to necessarily voice really negative views about things that are personal um we do i've unfortunately i'm guilty of it myself in the past and i've learned from it and i've changed the way i act about it and that's why i'm open to talking about it that's kind of that side of things the second thing i want to mention is the Tomiyasu stuff. Tomiyasu, of course, is a player that, as you've seen from today's show, that not many people know too much about. And unfortunately, that has led to quite a number of people I've seen online today absolutely bash him as a player, criticise him, criticise the club for signing him, when very little is clearly known about the player. And this happens a lot. Unfortunately, you see it even on some forms of mainstream media now and again that there is kind of a, a lack of knowledge on a player and instead of doing the relevant research or speaking to the right people about those players you see just blind criticism and I find it really frustrating and I, I feel it's find it so frustrating that I feel the need to talk about it to you if you see it just block move on it is not there is no point engaging in senseless criticism of of a player that is not based on anything you should base your opinion on many things including expert opinions on people that actually have watched them statistical analysis which we try to bring you on the show as regularly as possible and if you go and actually watch the player a bit then you might get a better idea of what they're like but ultimately we're never going to know what they're going to be like until they actually pull on the red and white and step out onto the Emirates and play for us. And I, for one, am excited to see what Tommy Asu is going to bring to the team, the same as I am excited about the impact of Ben White and Lukonga uh, and Nuno Tavares and Martin Erdegaard and Aaron Ramsdale this season. I'm excited to see what these players can bring. Can we be critical without being abusive? Absolutely. You just listened to some of our guests this evening. Ojo, you're able to criticise, you're able to critique without being abusive and without crossing that line. It is possible, and you should strive and aim to do that as much as possible. It's, you know, this is an open forum to talk about things, Arsenal, and everything related to it, as long as it's done in a respectful way and given reasons behind it. And I feel like we achieved that as much as we feasibly can. Um, so I want to take a thank you, because this is an opportunity as well. Of course, this is deadline day, and we did start a daily show, I think, what, 120 days ago. We started a daily show where every single morning, pretty much, bar maybe twice, I woke up got the show ready and at 8am sat down and talked to you guys about transfers and kept you up to date and tried my best to answer as many questions as I could with the knowledge that I had and unfortunately I wasn't able to answer all of them because quite simply I don't have all the knowledge about a lot of the transfers that were going on and could only go off what I was aware of but thank you ever so much to everyone that has subscribed over the last 120 days and that's remained subscribed over that time we've covered lots of different transfers I do hope that you stick around for the new season I'm well aware that some people just tune in for the transfer news and that's absolutely fine you are completely entitled to do that but we are going to be continuing doing some morning shows throughout the season I'm 
not promising it's going to be every single day, but it is going to be regularly that I hope to wake up and put together. There may be some days where there just simply is not enough content to talk about. With Arsenal, though, thankfully, we're quite a drama-filled club and there usually is something to talk about. So I look forward to doing that. Anyway, I did promise you I'd go through some of your questions and thoughts in the chat box, so I am going to do that. I'll answer a few of them and then I'm going to have to wrap up because I frankly need an evening. <laughs> I need an evening. It's been a very, very busy day uh yes duck absolutely spot on this community is what this is all about building a place that you feel like you can come talk about arsenal and not be disrespected for you having a certain view and that's fine uh ml reaction says question are the rumors true that tommy yasu is a center back who can play right back like a certain ben white by the way tommy was amazing uh, versus juventus last season at right back only matches i've seen him play and the honest answer is yes initially he is a center back that has gradually become more of a fullback and he has played a lot of games at fullback for Bologna and actually you're seeing him improve in that position he's developing all the time in that position and at Arsenal he's not going to know long he's no longer going to play in a team like Bologna that is slightly restricted and how much they go forwards and he is going to be hopefully given a little bit more freedom to play in that right back position I also think it's quite smart because he's also a very good center back at the same time and we do need depth we've had Ben White out and we've had to bring in Callum Chambers and Rob Holding so we could quite do with an extra bit of depth in that centre-back area. I know the initial reaction is go, well, we had Saliba, well, we let him go, but we are not under that sort of control. Arteta is controlling those choices, so you can point the finger in that direction. Um, let's go to, is he better than Mukiela, Tom Zemir? No, he, he isn't, frankly. I don't think he is better than Mukiela. Mukiela is a fantastic player playing Champions League level football for RB Leipzig. I, I don't think he's better than him. So would he have been a better signing? Probably would have been, yeah. Uh, 24 out of 50 games, played at right back. Thank you, Ranzid, exactly. He's played plenty of games in that position. Uh, Wes, miss your live show today, Tom. I needed conversation about Arsenal. Apologies, Wes. As I said earlier, at Football London, I was on a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. shift, so I wasn't able to do the show. Uh, the priority is always going to be my job, um, and so that comes first. Tomorrow, I'm on a 7 till 3 shift as well, so there's not going to be an 8 a.m. show. But back on Thursday, I am aiming to start the Arsenal News Show uh, as we move through the season. So I look forward to bringing you that on Thursday. Iron Cup says, do you find it odd that we didn't try to sell Chambers? He has one year left on his deal. No, not really, to be honest, because Arteta is seemed to like he wants to use him quite a lot, in fact. So I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. Uh, let's go to Chris says, I've become blinded in my dislike of Xhaka, the player. What are the positives you see in him as a player? Chris, um, kind of the situation I find with Xhaka is that his positives, and that's what you've asked for. You've asked for the positives. The positives are always going to be his ability to pass the ball pretty darn well. Beyond that, it becomes a struggle. And Chris, I, I think I myself was a bit blinded in in trying to defend him a lot of the time and trying to see the optimistic side of it. I'm an optimistic person, so I'm always going to try and look for that positive side first. I tried to justify the contract. It's a very difficult contract to now justify, uh, definitely. And so for me, I look, all I want is the best for Arsenal Football Club. And if it means Xhaka staying and him doing well, that's obviously going to be the route that we want to take. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Right now, it's not the best start to his life under a new contract. We'll wait and see and see if it, if it does change. I doubt that it will, but we'll see. 
um, and hopefully we can see some more positives to talk about. Uh, let's go. Uh, Mini Boss says, how would you line up with Tommy Asu? Obviously, we need to see him a bit more, but the looks of things, we could be switching to a back three. Who knows? We may still stick with that back four. Um, I'd like us to try the back three a bit more. If we do switch to a back three, he can play as a right centre-back. He can play even as a right wing-back. So he's got the potential to play in both of those two positions. It depends who's available. If everyone's fit, I like the idea of playing Kieran Tini as a left centre-back alongside Ben White at right centre-back and Gabriel in the middle. In which case, Tomiyasu probably plays at right wing-back. I don't know if he's really going to be that good at right wing-back because he's got a lot of good defensive capabilities to his game and his offensive third style of his game is, is more questionable and I need to do a little bit more research. But we will wait and see. Fraser, Charles Watts has reported that Maitland-Niles is set to stay at Arsenal after talks at London Colney this afternoon. He's been told that he will be involved this season. And maybe he will be playing in that right wing-back role. We will have to wait and see. He's got a point to prove. This season, he stayed now, Maitland-Niles. And look, I was critical, and I think rightly critical, of his decision to go onto Instagram and post what he did. I don't think it's professional. I don't think it's something that you would do. However, I am willing to give it the benefit of the doubt if we see a very different Ainsley Maitland-Niles this season. We see someone that's going to really push for his place, compete for that place. And when he gets the chance, however few they are, that he absolutely tries to take them. That's what I want to see. This is a second chance for Maitland-Niles. Now, arguably, a third chance. It's a chance for him to turn things around and fight for a place. He said, according to David Ornstein, that he wants to play at fullback now. Let's see him make that position his own. And then he may then end up at a club that he wants to be at and that he's getting minutes. And that's seemingly what he wants. Let's, you know, cross our fingers and hope that he does turn it around. Because if he turns it around, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, and he plays well, that's for the benefit of Arsenal. And ultimately, that's always going to be the end goal that we want. Uh, Samir says, we should have chose Emerson over Tomiyasu. Nothing against the guy, but Emerson would have been perfect for us. Nevertheless, I'm going to support him. And I think that's the feeling, Samir, of a lot of people. It's the feeling of myself. I would have rather have seen Emerson come in over Tomiyasu, just based off looking into both of them statistically and their styles. I would have preferred an up and down the right-hand side player like Emerson. But we, we've ended up with Tomiyasu, and I'm excited to see what he brings to the team. And hopefully it proves a lot of people wrong. That's that's what I hope for. Um, Glenn says, maybe a little bit immature, but it must be tough sitting on the bench whilst a poor manager tanks your career. Glenn, I absolutely agree with you. It must be really bad. But in any walk of life, and for those of our younger listeners that maybe are not in the world of work yet, and it's something that you learned, something that I learned when I first started in kind of a career, especially in teaching as a very young teacher. Teaching is a very difficult job. It's a very high pressure job and a lot of decisions get made that you don't necessarily like. Now, I, when I was very young, reacted quite, oh, well, there's a reason why we have a raw reaction show. It bleeds into my personality. I didn't react very professionally at certain times of things I didn't like. And it's something that I learned the hard way that you can't do that. You have to be professional. You have to, you know, really sometimes deal with things that you're not going to like in life. Nothing's going to come at you easy. And Maitland Niles is still young, still 23-year-old kids. And I still look at a 23-year-old as a kid because he makes me feel better about my age. But at the end of the day, he now has a chance to turn things around. He's had clear the air talks. Clearly an apology may have been said. I feel like if we've had clear the air talks and he's done something wrong like he did, hopefully an apology was made. And he's now got the chance to turn things around. So we'll see. But yeah, it would have been absolutely gutting to be on the bench. As a footballer, all you want to do is play. I mean, coming from the perspective of someone that would be on the bench for an 11-a-side 11, like 11 team whenever I was not starting the games, hated it. 
seven asides, like playing roll on roll off subs. The five minutes that I was not on the pitch for seven asides because it was roll on roll off and everyone got a rest, hated it. I would have happily played the entire game, but it's just it's frustrating, and, and that's just the way it is when you love the game that you play. Um, Rob says Tomiyasu is the second is the second best in Europe in chance creating actions according to Adam Ray Vogue. Uh, only Mbabu ranks higher. Pretty impressive. I've not seen that stat, Rob, so I can't legitimize it. But if it turns out to be true, interesting stuff. So there you go. Uh, let's go to Anthony Woods, who says, I like the signing, but it doesn't fix our predicament. Uh, ones or predictable, maybe, or predictable. One-sidedness, which makes us very easy to target. Look, we've obviously seen um, with Kirantini and how kind of heavy we are on the left-hand side. And we know how heavy we are on that left-hand side with chance creation. We know how lacking we are on the right. So we need to ensure that we improve that right-hand side. And we've got to hope that Tommy Asu adds that quality that we desperately need him to. Let's go to No Sleep, who says the second worst in Europe. Second worst in Europe. If that's the case, it wouldn't be surprising because he's been playing in a team mainly as a centre-back, uh, which, I mean, he's played, what, 26 of, 20, of 50 games at centre-back and 24 of 50 at right-back. So he's always going to have restrictive stats about chance creation. And he's been playing for Bologna, which is always going to obviously bring itself a, a, a restricted situation. So you've got to factor that in as well. I am planning on doing a dedicated video on Tomiyasu. Don't worry. I know a lot of people have been sending us when's the tactical breakdown coming out. Guys, I need a rest. I need a sleep. I need to, I've got another 7am shift tomorrow. I need to recuperate, but don't worry. There will be a tactical breakdown. I will do my best to get you one on Tomiyasu to go into a lot more detail statistically. Um, if you can't wait and you are desperate to, to lie on some statistical analysis, don't worry, I've got you covered. We covered it on Football London today. I was joined by Rich Hall, the chief correspondent for Football Italian. We talked about Tomiyasu. I brought up some statistics in classic TGT fashion. You know, I'm bleeding over those personality traits over to Football London. So make sure that you, if you haven't already, that you've gone and checked it out. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as always. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow at some point. But uh, stay safe, stay well. Uh, have a good evening. And as always, up the Arsenal. <laughs>